This is a Watchdog Morning Show Rewind. Here's Howard Monroe. Uh, two polls are being released this week in West Virginia. Uh, one of them tomorrow being released by uh, my friend Tom Sussman, the folks at WMOV Radio, uh, taking a look at some of the attitudes on social issues in the state of West Virginia. And prior to that, yesterday, the uh, Wheeling area, and I keep saying Wheeling area, I apologize, the West Virginia uh, Chamber of Commerce released a poll on some uh, some issues in the state. Stephen Adams is here to talk to us about that. But Stephen, first of all, what the heck is going on with this special session? Oh boy, you got me, Howard. You, you, you. I, I, I can't make heads or tails out of what's going on. It sounds like the house is going in literally just for uh, maybe ten or fifteen minutes uh, next week, coinciding with September legislative interim meetings. Just long enough to appoint its five members for the conference committee that is supposed to meet and discuss uh, these issues on the abortion bill and if there's any consensus left on the tax reform front as well. Um, but the Senate has made it very clear that they don't have a consensus going forward on any type of uh, compromise on abortion issues, and they're not ready to call themselves back into special session to, to even appoint their five member. Uh, conferees, pardon me. Uh, so basically, eh, nothing is still going on, and it doesn't sound like it, anything will really go on on this issue till perhaps after the election. It was interesting to me the way this uh, special, this this restarting of the session for the House began. Uh, House Speaker Roger Henshaw issues a press release saying, I'm resuming the special session for the House in, on whatever, Friday, whatever it is. Um, and Craig Blair says, nobody told me. D didn't that seem strange to you? It was strange, and I was kind of dealing with it in real time that Friday. I had to talk to somebody uh, that works in the House a little bit more about this particular issue, specifically asking, okay, well, if you guys are coming in, surely the Senate is coming in, too, because I can't imagine you all would come back if that's not the case. I was told yes, and then a couple hours later, the Senate made it very clear, no, they weren't uh, weren't ready to come back in. Also, a weird little matter of parliamentary procedure, but normal parliamentary procedure, uh, as you know from that Friday night, just to real go through it real briefly, the Senate gaveled out before the House did, the House refused to concur with the changes the Senate made to the abortion bill, asked the Senate to recede, and asked for a conference committee to be appointed. The way parliamentary procedure works, that message has to go back to the Senate. The Senate then appoints its five-member conferees. Then they send that message back to the House, and then the House at that point can appoint its conferees. But because the Senate gaveled out before, they, before the House did, they couldn't do that process. Apparently, the House thinks they can still appoint or at least go ahead and appoint their conferees. But uh, based on my understanding of parliamentary procedure, I, I wouldn't think that they'd be able to do that. But they, but House Speaker Roger Hanshaw is an award-winning uh, parliamentarian, yeah. so I think he must know what he's doing. And Craig Blair had said a number of weeks ago that he was not going to go to conference committee until he had a sense that the conference committee had some potential agreement they could come to. Um, I mean, in other words, if, every, if both sides were too far apart, he wasn't even going to take a stab at this. So this is, this is really interesting drama being played out in the legislature. Um, both Blair and Henshaw 
have the potential for attacks from within their own party for their leadership positions. Henshaw being perhaps challenged by Brandon Steele and uh, 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 Patricia Rucker has said she's going to run for Craig Blair's uh, Senate seat. So they're both under a little bit of political pressure uh, to one extent or another. It's just, um, I guess you and I have talked about it before, Stephen. I guess this is what happens when you have a supermajority, you end up having problems within your own party. Yeah, I think that's right, though. I will say the situations between the House and the Senate are a little bit different. I think there's a good chance that, uh, at least on the Senate side, you're going to see possibly a number of Republican pickups. And I think those pickups could potentially put in more moderate state senators. So uh, there is obviously a contingent of very, very conservative Republicans in that caucus. Rucker is one of them. Uh, state Senator Robert Carnes is another high-profile example. And many are kind of crediting him with whispering in Rucker's ear uh, to do this challenge. So there seems to be a little bit more anger on the Republican caucus side over Carnes than, than Rucker at this point. But point being, yes, you're seeing really the split uh, among uh, Republicans because not not to disparage the Democrats, but there's just not enough of them to really mount a, a true opposition party. So now the parties are uh, within the parties. That vacuum is being filled. Now, if there is a resumption of the special session, the question of abortion is still sitting out there that needs to be resolved. There has been a great debate over how uh, tough a bill is it going to be. Is it uh, no abortions of any kind, no exemptions at all? Uh, is it, are there going to be criminal charges? There's been a lot of, of, of debate and discussion about that, both on the floor and in private in, the, in Charleston. The Chamber of Commerce came out with a poll yesterday, which you took a look at and, and uh, reported on. Is there any guidance in that poll for the legislators as they look at the issue of abortion? Yes, I think there there is for sure. And just to go quickly through the numbers, and keep in mind these are kind of broad broad titles, as as you know, pro life and pro choice are kind of loaded loaded terms, and I don't know that they quite really get to uh, the, the complicated issue at hand. Well, I think people which, have very, not to interrupt, but that, uh, that may be the point as you go through this, that, that those yeah. titles, those phrases mean one thing, but you dig deeper and you learn something else. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Didn't it, interrupt you. No, exactly. So, for example, according to a poll that they had conducted with North Star Opinion Research, just a 600 respondents, uh, more Republicans than, than Democrats. It's about uh, evenly split between Democrats and independents. But 51% of those uh, that were, took part in the polls said they considered themselves pro-life, while 45% considered themselves pro-choice. But when you dig into it a little deeper, as you just said, 18% uh, of respondents believe abortion should be completely illegal in all circumstances, and 13% believe it should be illegal in all circumstances. And the, you, as you'll note, those are both kind of the extreme positions on the left and the right of it. And those are pretty small numbers. Uh, so people have more of an in-between opinion on this issue. And in fact, when you break it down by Republican voters uh, who consider themselves to be much more pro-life than pro-choice, uh, according to this poll, less than one in five of those voters would support a law that did not create, at minimum, an exception for rape, incest, and the life and health of the mother. Uh, so even those that might want a full-on ban uh, wouldn't want a ban unless it had those specific exceptions in it. 
So if, if the lawmakers are looking at this poll as, as some sort of guidance uh, about where the people of West Virginia stand, there are firm, entrenched opinions to the far left and far right, if I can use those phrases, pro-choice, pro-life, absolutely, yes, no exceptions, absolutely, you know, I mean, both sides, they're entrenched. But the middle ground is where, how much exceptions do we make? Which ones do we make? It seems like that is kind of where this, the, this poll suggests the majority of people are, both Democrats and Republicans are saying, look, we, we want this done, but we want it done with some, I don't know, what's the word, humanity? Maybe that's a bad word to, phrase, to use because that's a pejorative word, but uh, there's, a, there's a great middle ground here, and there's a lot of room for movement, I guess, for the legislators, I think. Yeah, and uh, without giving the numbers or anything, I, I've seen a sneak peek of, of the WMOV poll, but I think you'll find when you see that poll, it's going to kind of align with this position. And also keep in mind, 2018, we put a constitutional amendment on the ballot, uh, basically stating that there's no uh, uh, right within the state constitution for uh, to an abortion and limiting public funding to abortions, or rather prohibiting public funding to abortions. I don't have the numbers in front of me for that, but I know that narrowly passed in 2018 by about close, yeah. three percentage points, I believe, real, real close. So uh, I think West Virginians might have a more complicated uh, thought process on this issue than some Republican politicians, particularly the ones on the extreme on this issue, would really want to admit. And they should really keep that in mind uh, going into this election here in November. And we're going to talk to Tom Sussman tomorrow to take a look at his poll. But as you, I have uh, some indication of where that poll is going to come, what's, what it's going to suggest. And I think it, too, is going to suggest that there is a range of opinions uh, in West Virginia. Some may think because we're a deep red state that it's going to be hard and fast, you know, the kind of things we hear on Tucker Carlson. And I don't think that's going to come out in, in uh, Sussman's poll, nor does it come out in this poll. Are there other issues that the uh, chamber took a look at other than the abortion issue? Uh, yeah, uh, at least in their press release, they focused on school choice and more specifically the Hope Scholarship, which uh, I, I like to kind of call a hybrid between an education savings account uh, and a voucher, school voucher program. Uh, of course, it's being held up in court. It's going to be heard uh, before the state Supreme Court uh, here very soon because it's been expedited. Uh, but uh, when they asked uh, – uh, yeah, when presented with arguments for and against providing funding to parents who choose an alternative method of education, 55% of voters favored the Hope Scholarship Program, while 41% opposed it. And as you can imagine, with uh, Republican voters uh, and even independent voters, support was about 60% for that, which I can understand to some extent because who wouldn't want to be, you know, be handed a check uh, from the, from state government to, to be used for whatever educational opportunities you might want. I mean, everyone, everybody likes free money. Uh, so it does enjoy support in those particular circles. I, I want to go back to something you said. i got to let you go here in a second. But I want to go back to something you said earlier about the upcoming election. Um, you're suggesting that there's some belief that, in the Senate at least, there may be more moderate Republicans elected in this upcoming election. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, I think that there is certainly an opportunity for, for, for that, and we'll see if if that happens. You've got the open seat up in uh, the uh, Montegalia County, Marion County, 
uh, area that's uh, you've got Barbara Flushauer, the uh, delegate from Montegalia County Democrat, uh, facing uh, Mike Oliverio, former Democratic state senator from that area, now turned Republican, but has usually been on the moderate side of things. Uh, where you could possibly see that sort of example happen. Uh, uh, I think in your neck of the woods, you, you, I know you just talked uh, to uh, uh, Sourcemiller uh, about that race yeah. up there. That's another one that could either put uh, probably not an extreme conservative uh, in that race in, 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 in this Wakeham, but uh, if you were to get Randy Sourcemiller uh, back in there, I think he's more of a moderate Democrat versus liberal Democrats. So there's certainly some mm-hmm. uh, chances there for some moderates to get in, I think. Well, it'll be an interesting election, and it's going to be an interesting uh, special session, if there is one. What's your yeah? Uh, if FanDuel took a bet, do you bet they have a, a resumption of the special session soon? <laughs> no, I honestly think, I thought, I thought for sure that they were probably trying to get to the September interim, but it's pretty apparent, and those, of course, start next Sunday. Uh, and go till next Tuesday, you know, a week from today. I, it seems apparent to me that I think if they can push it off as long as possible, they're going to, I think. Stephen, appreciate your time. I didn't get a chance to check the paper this morning. Did you have a column on this today, or is it going to be out uh, soon uh, for the intelligencer? Yeah, uh, I, I cited this chamber information in an article uh, in the intelligencer today that's focused on this issue that we're talking about with the differences between the House and the Senate, and even with the governor weighing in yesterday on his briefing, wanting the special session to resume to either go into the abortion issue and get something out about that, or try to bring some life in the list tax reform issue, which is very contentious right now. All right. Appreciate your time today. We'll look that for that in the Intelligencer News Register, and uh, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Yeah. Stephen Adams from the Ogden newspaper chain. Tomorrow on the Watchdog Morning Show, the teacher shortage in West Virginia. We'll talk to the director of the West Virginia Center on uh, Education about what can be done about that. We'll have some tips on surviving back to school financially, and we'll talk to Tom Sussman about the poll that he's releasing, again, on issues facing West Virginians. I think there may be some surprises in there. It's all coming up tomorrow on the show. The Watchdogs are next. FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. Listen to more interviews and rants from the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on Apple Podcasts.